The hymn we've just sung offers us a rhythm for the four Sundays, Sundays in Advent, beginning with hope today, turning to peace and joy and love. The culmination on Christmas Day is the coming of Christ, the light of the world. This picture by Holman Hunt is called the light of the world and is a very, very familiar image to those of us of a certain age. I had a bookmark showing that picture given to me by my very first Sunday school teacher. And I'm not going to go into the background and the sim symbol symbolism of the picture from the, from the figure of Christ with the crown and the th of thorns and the pierced hands to the closed door and the lighted candle. But it is a fascinating picture and all those elements are based on scripture. In these short, dark days, it's very comforting to focus on light coming into the world in the person of Jesus Christ. Let's consider some of the ways light impacts our world. Nowadays, we take light very much for granted. We just flick a switch and all is revealed. But those who suffered a power cut on Friday will be especially aware of how much we take the availability of light for granted. In biblical days, when life was governed by the length of the days and the turning of the seasons, light was a precious, God-given commodity. There are several metaphorical approaches to light which will help us guide, through, guide us through Advent along with the themes of hope, peace, joy, and love. First, there is light in text. Text in scripture, in poetry, in stories, or even in newspapers. These can be illuminated by telling, by sharing, by reading, or by further study. As we read and reflect, hold silence, or discuss with others, more light is shed on scripture or other inspiring texts and stories. Through our questions, our own insights and those of others reveal the truths which are in the text. Karl Barth, who was a Swiss theologian, is said to have entreated his students to look at the world through the lens of scripture and daily news. We have God-given facilities for study and intellect to apply to theology, to scripture, and all media. It is up to us to use these faculties shrewdly. Secondly, we find light in community. Ruth Harvey, who is the leader of the Iona community, wrote that in this, in the, on Iona in the summer of 2021, a theme ran through the conversations of many guests, staff, community members, and visitors about identity, belonging, and language. In the course of their summer living in that community, they have individually and collectively reached deeper clarity on the theme of binary and non-binary language. Greater truth and deeper understanding has been revealed through the art of compassionate listening, even when they didn't all agree. Then there is revelatory light that may sometimes surprise us 
Ruth also talks about worshipping with the Quakers in silence and stillness. In fact, it's rarely silent, she says, even though no one talks. Stillness seems to capture that inner sense of quiet that descends when a group, of intention, a group intentionally holds silence together. In this stillness, it is remarkable how occasionally when someone does offer spoken ministry, there can be a sense of at-oneness, a sense that we are all heading in the same direction. There's nothing odd about this, just a deep sense of connectedness. Ruth chooses to call this revelatory light. And George MacLeod, who founded the Iona community, used to say of such moments, if you think that's a coincidence, I wish you a dull life. Some talk of moments like this as casual magic. Others talk of God moments. But the essence is the same. If we are open, we may come upon surprising times of deep connection that bind us one to another and reveal truths which perhaps are ordinarily hidden. And lastly, there is the inner light that brings clarity and a deep sense of truth from within. This may be found in moments of wonder, perhaps in the natural environment, or in the presence of structural or artistic beauty. Or they might be found in a quiet time alone, either indoors or outdoors. The invitation here is to weave these four sources of light together as we navigate our way through Advent to, towards Christmas and Epiphany. Be courageous in looking for light and hope from within, as well as through scripture, tradition, and community. We are reminded in the reading from Jeremiah that the promise of light and hope had been foretold in the prophets. At the heart of this reading is the invitation to trust in God, who in spite of our experience of loss and desolation and our worry about the state of our planet, will indeed bring consolation. The promise will be fulfilled. Justice and righteousness will be the blanket that wraps around us. So prepare the way, for the days are surely coming when this good, this love, this righteousness will come in the form of our Saviour, the Christ, who is both fully human and fully divine. In the reading from Luke's Gospel, we are challenged to be always reading the signs of the times. Unlike our forebears, we no longer believe that shapes in the clouds foretell the future or patterns in the waves indicate our destiny. To what extent, however, are we alert to the signs of the times as the writer of the gospel exhorts us to do here? Do we notice the rising sea levels, the increased number of extreme weather events, the raging forest fires, the violent winds, and ask with urgency, what can I do? As we listen to our politicians who heap more taxes on the poorest, talk about leveling up, but banish refugees and migrants from our shores, 
hide the problems of homelessness and the weaknesses of the health and care systems? Do we ask with urgency, what can I do? As we read the signs of the times, we are not asked to debate or to write or to ponder, but we are asked by our Lord Jesus Christ to stand up and lift our heads. In what ways do we do in this community, both individually and collectively, stand up and lift our heads? What actions rooted in our reflections can we take to bring hope, deeper justice, and wider peace to the world? The reader also gives us the image of the fig tree. We can all read the signs of the seasons, the buds emerging in the spring and the leaves falling in the autumns. But can we read other signs of the times? The inexorable warming of the planet, the disappearance of species of animals and plants, the roaring of wind and wave, and the hunger and distress of many peoples. This is not a far off time, but right now. As we enter this season of Advent, let us consider the sources of light in our own lives our families, our friends, and our colleagues light up our lives. Those who care for us when we are sick or lonely brighten our days. The sun, the moon, and the stars illuminate the beautiful countryside in which we live. Every street and every shop now has extra lights, and soon you'll be able to see lit Christmas trees in most houses. It is indeed the season of light. Let us give thanks for the light of the world coming into our lives, bringing hope, peace, joy, and love.